Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cody Underground. It's April 24th, 2014. I am Cody Willard and this is Cody Underground. Today I got a special treat for you guys. One on one, I go with Gerald Salente, publisher of Trends Journal. Let me just introduce Gerald Salente is. A, a, I consider him a friend. I, I he's been a frequent guest on my old show Happy Hour, and I've stayed in touch with him uh, since I left Fox, and mainly because he's brilliant and he's famous for forecasting trends and talking about uh, geopolitical uh, ramifications and forecasts and economic uh, outlooks and um, just general commentary about the state of society, too. So I'm thrilled to have uh, Gerald Salente join me today. Um, he is the publisher of Trends Journal, and we're going to jump right in and let him talk a little bit first about what are you forecasting for the rest of this year, Gerald, and uh, say maybe into next year for both the economy and uh, any major uh, geopolitical flashpoints that you're worried about. Well, before I go any further, I just want to let you know that Happy Hour was one of the best shows on TV. (laughs) And that's no no Harvard line. I mean, I was on everybody, you know, Oprah, the Today Show. I was just on every every show out there. And that was the neatest show around. Well, thank you so much. You were, I mean... We loved having you because you also had fun with us. You know, it's uh, it's not it wasn't a dry format. No, I mean, how could it be a dry format when you're sitting around a bar? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I have to say, it was a brilliant concept, and it was a great. I loved it while it lasted, but truly, I don't know that TV was uh, my calling. I much more enjoy being underground and. Um, and being an entrepreneur, doing the things I'm doing with Scudify.com and trading with Cody.com and some of my other ventures. Well, I just want to let you know that that was, uh, you know, that, that there's been nothing like it before or since. And uh, well, every show well, out there is dry and, and they're packaged <laughs> and they there's no life in them, you know. So anyways. Well, I, I really appreciate the kind words. But this isn't about me today for sure Gerald can you please dive right in what are you okay what is your forecast all right what well the forecast looking? on the economic front I mean everybody knows the story and if they if they follow you I mean everybody knows the deal as long as they keep dumping in cheap money into the system whether it's coming from China whether it's coming from this European Central Bank whether it's coming from the Federal Reserve as long as they keep pumping dough into the system it's going to keep going on. It's a Ponzi scheme. And the other thing is, of course, these record low interest rates. Well, the only people that they're enriching are the traders and the, and the, and the, the banks and the financiers. You're seeing the, 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 uh, the, um, the merger and acquisition, the M&A, uh, uh, markets booming. Because of all the cheap dough. The same thing with real estate. Oh, look what just happened. The new numbers came out on, on, on new homes. They're down. I wonder why they went down. Well, the prices have gone, the houses have gone up, and the mortgage rates are going up. So as long as they keep dumping money into the system, keep interest rates low, it's going to continue to look the way it is now. 
what would be the catalyst for the change? And do we have to have a heartache, a crash, a crisis for the next uh, foundation, something a little more healthy of an economic and political foundation for our country and the globe itself? Um, What's the process? How do we get to something better? Um, Or do we just keep having inflating these bubbles like you're talking about until um, there's the biggest crisis, crash, depression of all time? Nothing is going to change, I believe, at this, you know, I've been at this now 35 years. And I, I don't see it changing until the individuals change. You know, it's that hundredth monkey syndrome, you know, the story about, you know, how they taught a monkey how to do something in an island, then all the monkeys did it, and then in a monk, then in an island that was an, that was very far away, the monkeys started doing it as well. And, and right now, you know, they say that the fish rots from the head down. When you look at the major governments around the world, they're run by, by, by fish at the head that are rotted. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, you want to. I, I don't disagree. I just love the phraseology. I mean, they truly, they're rotten fish heads. And that's, yeah. that's what we have for leadership around the world in any developed country. But so, address it though. Is there, do we have to have a crisis and a crash? Are they going no, to. No, you see, I don't. Be- no, do I don't believe in that. I, be, I believe that if you have a crisis or a crash, things could get worse and then get much worse after that. Just because things get worse, it doesn't mean they get better. It's kind of like a person going back again to the individual. Let's say a person, you know, doesn't take care of themselves. They're they're obese. They eat a lot of crappy food. They drink too much, and then they they go. You know, they, they get hit with a health crisis. How many people really, really change their lifestyle after the crisis? And how many continue to go on their on their old ways? So what I'm saying is a crisis could even bring in more draconian measures. It could become much worse. So I don't see it changing like that. Again, to me, where I am at my part, in my point of life, it's going to have to take a national movement of people, regardless of the country you're from. Look, and, and, ba- and, and just to, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're making such an important point there. You're saying that that national movement doesn't have to be catalyzed by some sort of depression or crisis or crash. It's not just stock market, not just economic, not just social, but we can actually get on a better trajectory path from here without the crisis needing to be the impetus. Absolutely. And and again, the vacuum has never been larger. I mean, you know me, I'm a political atheist. I look at both parties, I mean, they're the bloods and the crips. And, and I don't mean it facetiously. They're murderers and they're thieves. How many more wars do they have to start? How many more people do they have to kill before people call them murderers? How much more money do they have to steal from us before they call them thieves? You have no idea how many times I would get stopped in the elevator in hallways at Fox or when I would go do appearances at any ABC or any other channel ever, and they would say to me, can you please pull back a little bit on your political rhetoric Uh, when you're calling the Republican-Democrat regime a bunch of warmongering murderers, Cody, that's really radical. And I would look at these people and be like, no, the warmongering and murdering that the Republican-Democrat regime is doing is what's radical. 
And it goes back again to the question. Look at what the people would try. Look, the same thing happens with me all the time, and I don't get invited back, you know, because they don't want to hear it. But again, look, going back to the question, does a crisis have to happen? Here you have what you would think are people that are intelligent calling you a radical as they keep buying the crap and supporting it. Correct. And propagandizing it for, in that case, when it's in the hallways of television network. Exactly. So that's why I keep going back to it's the people. It's so the people. How do we get to this better platform that is non-Republican, non-Democrat? As far as I'm concerned, I'm radical enough to be anti-partisan at all. I don't want there to be parties. I want people to be free-thinking. I think there's enough of a literate base in this country that people can write in who they want to be elected, and we'll just take whoever gets the most votes in each thing. Well, well, I agree with you. And again, I would not use that term radical. As you said, the Amen. radicals are the ones that are the, are the murderers and the thieves. Thank you for clarifying and straightening me out there. You're right. <laughs> And, and so going back to it, all right, here's number number one. You know, the new Trends Journal is going to be coming out on Monday. And I'm starting a movement. It's called Occupy Peace. And it's going to be the website we're building it as we speak, OccupyPeace.us. This is only for Americans because the on top of Occupy Peace is no foreign entanglements oh I'm wow that is a good a good platform and basis that you're starting with there i keep going so here we are i'm speaking from colonial kingston new york and this is this is the you know the the foundation of the the as part of the foundation of the revolutionary war was right here i mean the british burnt this joint down in 1777 you know, this is the, hey, you know, by the way, you're you're talking to me in uh, Lincoln County, New Mexico, not famous only for the Lincoln County Wars with Billy the Kid, but I still am best friends with uh, kids whose last names are Geronimo, Larry Geronimo, and others who also are, you know, part of a revolutionary national movement concept that you're talking about. I just did, I wanted to connect some dots there. Well, that's great. And that's what we're talking about. Again, the people. And you said about enough people. Here's the way I look at it. 80% of the people will follow anything and do anything. You see them all over. They, 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 they eat crap. They buy corporate food. They eat corporate food. They, they have no minds. They've lost it. They'll, but they'll follow good or bad. Whoever has the loudest voice, they'll follow. Other 10% are I call the destroyers. These are the people that are destroying things in front of us. These are the greedy, the immoral, the immoral. And again, I'm no preacher, man. I mean, I have my own life, you know. I mean, I, I'd be the last guy to say, oh, yes, I did everything just right, you know. No, no. I mean, you know, as you get older, you try to do, learn more and you try to be, make yourself better. So I'm not telling people what to Amen. do or how to yes. act. Amen. I'm going to make I'll that say, really I'll, clear. I'll say it like you are a preacher, Gerald, because you're preaching the word here, man. You're yeah. doing God's work. I do believe that. Keep going. Well, so anyway, then there's, then there's the 10% that you're talking about, the builders. And now it's time for the builders to move into position. And that's the way I see it now. Because the vacuum has never been greater. Yeah. You look at the clowns around the world. 
All right, you want it? Let's go over to the to the UK. The little boy Cameron over there. <laughs> then you got his neighbor, Hoan. Little Cameron, he's so cute. Isn't he? Yeah, I think he went to one of those boys' schools where they got a lot of problems when he was a kid, you know? Because he didn't come back with both of them. You know, so anyway, then you got Holland over there. And he's in the same category. Another little, little loudmouth little boy with nothing behind him. You come to the States, you got Obama, man. An empty suit, if there ever was one, other than the empty suits before him with Bush. Well, we could have had Romney's empty suit. We could have Romney, again, you know. Oh, by the way, if anybody's tired of voting for a lesser of two evils, I'm saying Charles Manson, 2016. Let's put a real evil in there. Enough of these lesser of two evils. Get the lesser of evils. Go with the greatest evil you can do. If you're going to vote for a Republican Democrat, vote for Charles Manson. Yeah, I mean, let's stop this lesser of two evils stuff. You know, let's let's go the full route. So then you, you keep going back, and I'm saying the vacuum has never been greater. Look at the politicians in play. I mean, what do you got? You got Boner over there. You got Pelosi. You have McConnell. You have Reed. I mean, come on. How can anybody take these people seriously? So what I'm saying is the vacuum is so large, it could be filled with anything. So number one, occupy peace, no foreign entanglements, rebuild America. Bring all the troops home, close the bases, Bring Reese, and the other part is rebuild America. All the money that we're wasting in these foreign wars, bring it back home, restore the nation. You, you mentioned, and amen, and uh, let's uh, please plug occupypeace.us repeatedly throughout the rest of the program because that's how you build a movement is by getting this kind of underground movement started. Uh, and getting the word out. Well, this is above ground movement. Podcast. It's not underground. Well, okay, my podcast, I want to remain underground for a little while, okay? That's all uh, yeah, okay. Now, okay. Yeah, but to yeah. occupy, no, this is going to be big. This could be one of the greatest movements that this nation has ever seen. And that's what I guess I'm trying to say. I would like to help contribute from an underground angle to build Occupy Peace dot us and the occupy peace movement itself into something that would truly help catalyze the change without the crash and crisis that goes back to that very first question i asked you about can we get there without these repeated or a major next crisis and depression or something which gives you but i want to you hit on the word several times vacuum and you've talked about how there's a vacuum out there and i think you're talking about of leadership, perhaps of a of some sort of tangible, meaningful, um, you can call it moral and ethical. If you want uh, ideas and politics that are not entangled in corporatism and warmongering and bank bailouts and Illuminati crap that I might call it. Um, why has the internet revolution not helped save us yet? What is the the problem that we're not that there hasn't been a an Occupy Peace U.S. to succeed yet, and what will enable this one to go to the next level? Well, there there's another part, and I'll go to that in one second because you asked, you know, what could also about the, with the parties. 
The other concept I believe in is direct democracy. Let the people vote. They do yes. it in Switzerland. You know, it's one of the most prosperous nations in the world. Everybody has a gun. They don't kill each other. The food's real good. You know, <laughs> they haven't been in a war since, what, 1857? Not a bad idea. So, and then people say, well, then you'd have mob rule. Well, you got mob rule now. They call the Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah, it's worse than mob rule. It's more worse than mob rule. We have 535 people telling 316 million of us how to tie our shoes. It's elitist and uh, wealth rule at this point, not anything. I mean, it's mob rule would actually, I think, be an improvement. Exactly. But, and again, we, then we, we get the future we deserve. So why isn't the internet and social media like scudify.com, which, by the way, I'm going to ask you afterwards when we're offline, I'd love to start featuring your, some of your articles and have you join uh, scudify.com, which is a social network and apps that I've made, that I bought from, uh, that my companies have built for uh, Apple and Android, and we've got some really cool stuff, and I think we'd love to be involved with this movement and help make it go mainstream and take it to a true uh, end game that ha enables the people to have some voice and power. So we're going back to that, right. why have right. why isn't it working? Here's why. Working yet. Here's why. Look what's going on with Ukraine. Look at the propaganda campaign. The major media, even though less and less people are, are listening and watching, they still have great influence. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that Putin. I heard it right from Hillary Clinton herself. He said he's like a Hitler. I mean, she said it. I heard I heard Schwabler say it over there in Germany. I'll tell you that, Putin, man. Today he reminds me like Hitler. Yeah. Today and then I, I, we interviewed XYZ, and they said that Putin's definitely a bad guy. And over on CNN, I also heard Putin was a bad guy. There you go. So now it goes back to the 80%. And they get, and I, I'm telling you, I mean, I, I tell people, look, I, I don't have time for this BS. I don't want to talk to you about this. <laughs> you know about Victoria Newland? Well, I don't need to know about, yes, you do need to know about that. How could you make a comment? Uh, I got in, I got in a discussion with a guy that's a journalist professor at one of the biggest colleges on the East Coast, and he didn't know anything about anything, and all of a sudden he had the Jews being murdered in Hungary, if this thing continued. That's how, that's how out of mind this guy's mind was. I said, you're a journalist professor? And you, and you don't even want to dig deeper into this? I said, no wonder why this system stinks. Yeah. And so I'm... what I'm saying to answer your question, the power is still there. Look at those little green men. Yeah, you know, them Russian guys over there without them insignias? Why, I picked up the... The paper of record, the New York Times, or I like to call it the toilet paper of record. <laughs> and there they have a huge story about straight from the State Department and their sources in the Ukraine government that those guys over there in, in, uh, in, in, in Donsk and other areas, they're actually Russian soldiers. Here are the photos that are proof. It looked like the guy from Duck Dynasty. I mean, it was a joke. <laughs> you know, because they, they actually have face masks on. You can't see their beard. <laughs> but again, it's been proven. It's Now it's a fact. It was, a, it was false. But and, it but did the job. Gerald, it did the job. Look, that's my question. We gotta, I've got to wrap up the podcast or I won't be able to get it uploaded right and everything. I, I, I want you to come back next time. 
and we let's do this in another week or two. I'll reschedule it with Zeke and your people. I want you to talk about where and how logistically and in reality we are going to mobilize the people and finally leverage the power of the Internet and these social networks and the ability to get a voice out there without the mainstream media and corporate money. Okay. All right. All right. I got to ask you one last question before I let you go. Okay. Your favorite song. I'm going to I'm going to make it will be the song of the day. Oh, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> favorite song. Well, all right, here is one for you. Jay Leluna, Met Samara, Louis Prima. <laughs> no, wait, <laughs> I didn't even understand what you said. Jay Leluna, Met Samara, that's how Take a look at the moon. There's a great old song. You ever hear of Louis Prima? I, I Louis so Prima, L O U I S. Here I think I am a music aficionado and I know nothing. You don't I'm know gonna, Louis Prima. Oh, I'm man. I'm going to go look up Louis Prima. That's the song of the day. People, uh, thanks for tuning in to Cody Underground. It has been my honor to talk and get some wisdom and, you know what, preaching. I, amen. A little bit uh, of the gospel from the man himself. Publish <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trends Journal. Thanks so much, man. I'm hey. Okay, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.